everybody. What's going on? It's Jessie Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And on this episode of the show, I'm going to talk to you about best ways that I know you can build a culture in your business. And I love this. This is so important in my opinion, when it comes to your business, because so many of us want to have something that lasts forever, not something that lasts for a couple of months, a couple of years, or even a decade. We want something forever. And if that is you, then I'm just going to tell you, this is definitely an episode you're going to want to listen to. This is actually a, uh, high-level leadership call I had with some of our leaders last night, and I just thought it was so powerful. I wanted to share it with you. In today's episode's reviewer of the show, if you are reviewing, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for sharing it as well and leaving those subscriptions and reviews is LTZKT7BOSS with like 150 S's. Five stars. Jessie Lee is the boss. I am so grateful that this lady was put into my life. I listen to her podcast every single day. She inspires me and she loves my energy. I'm already a very outgoing and energetic person, but Jessie Lee brings out even more of my energy. She is my number one mentor. I love how energized I feel every day after listening to her speak. This girl can preach. Not only is she selfless, but she truly has a beautiful spirit, truly. I now start my days with Jessie Lee because she helps me set every day up for success. Since Jessie Lee has come into my life, not only have I started to build momentum in my business, but I've also started to build my self-confidence. I love Jessie Lee and I appreciate everything she brings to the table. She shows up. Thank you so much. I love that review. It's so beautiful. I appreciate you tremendously and every single one of you who takes the time to leave those reviews. So thank you for being the reviewer of the show. And I hope you love this episode on culture building on something that I think is <laughs> uh, something that's super important and that is culture building. And this is obviously something that I think we are amazing at in general. Um, and I just think that culture is one of those things you can continue to get better and better and better and better and better at and continue to grow. And for me, I am so proud of our organization. I'm so proud of the culture we have maintained. Um, and not only maintained, I don't even really want to say that, but what we've grown into. And as I look at our organization and the way that things continue to grow and blossom and turn into better and better versions of it as we turn into a legacy, uh, not only company, but team, you know, really a team. I think it's so exciting. You know, um, here in Italy, it's really cool. They also call themselves the empire, empire Italia. Uh, they use our logo on everything. Uh, you know, whether it's shirts, whether it's boxes, whether it's paperwork, whether it's whatever, um, and watching that transcend across the different continents, I think is just a true testimony for what we have built, what we have created and what we will continue to build. And so I'm excited to train on this because, um, I think it's something like I said, we're already pretty darn good at, you know, we're really good at creating, um, creating that culture, but how can we continue to, oh, my internet connection's unstable. Thank you. I'll turn off my camera. Um, okay. Okay. Um, how can we continue to grow a positive, uplifting team culture that everybody feels like they belong part of? And so I'm going to kind of give you things that I want you to actually think of and maybe brainstorm on after we leave this training. Um, so you can continue to grow your team in whatever aspect of this that sounds best to you. Okay. So, um, you know, pens and papers, as always, I think this is going to be super, super good. So uh, the first thing I want you to pay attention to when we are building a positive team culture is I want you to actually discuss success. And I mean that on a level where I think we as champs should discuss what, what success means for all of us. And we should discuss where we want to go with our organization, right? And that can be the organizations inside of the empire. That can be, um, you know, obviously, so each and every single one of you, that can be success for your teams. That can be success on whatever level. And what does that look like? How does that feel? And I say that because I think one of the things that's very strong about our team culture is that we have such an inclusive culture. I'm so proud of that. 
I'm so proud that you, I can genuinely say on a training call like last night, you matter, right? That one sale matters. The way our team is built, that culture matters. Um, and if you look at our two new champs over the last 24 hours, Melly and Astrid, it mattered to them. Those last two boxes, both of them happened to message me when there were two boxes left and we're like, we have two boxes, that champ, two boxes, that champ, right? Like, so how could you ever have the discussion that it doesn't matter? You know, sitting on Courtney Champman's Zoom, like, how close are you? I'm two boxes from champ. You know, like it, it, I just want you to have that in your heart when you're, when you're setting those goals, when you're defining what success is. And I know every single one of you, we can go back to that. We can go back to the ballet lessons for, for lessons. We can go back to the $79.13 to Angela. We can go back to so many of these little tiny stories that I think sometimes as we become more and more successful, we tend to not intentionally forget. Like, I don't think any of you would intentionally forget what it's like to struggle, right? Um, But I think that that's one of the things that keeps our culture so, so strong is we have that level of humility around what we're doing, right? We don't, I I still, like, okay, so you see how I dress, but nothing's changed, (laughs) Jesse Lee's like, I'm still dressed in my Nike pro shorts. You know, like I always do just rocking it in Italy. Just like I always do, just like I'm at home. And the other day, one of the champs said, he's like, you always look like you're going to the beach. (laughs) What are you talking about? He's like, you put no thought, no effort into your outfits. I'm like, yeah, no, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) That to me doesn't matter. Like these shorts I've had for eight years, like how many countries have these been to? I don't even know, Brittany, like 20, I don't know. But I'm just like, I don't know. This is me. Like, I don't want to be the girl who has to have, you know, all the crazy stuff. Although it was cool walking into Louis Vuitton today. And I was like, I need three never full bags. I need this. I need like, that was kind of cool. Like they kind of, they thought, they really thought I was somebody, you know what I mean? So that was kind of cool. I can't lie. But like that like level of don't forget who you are, you know, don't forget where you came from. I love that we have that culture so strong in our team. And I want us to think sometimes get in our hearts, of course, where can a free ball <laughs> Where can we, yes, where can we go if we remain that humble, right? Where can we go? And so I would encourage you to continue to tell your stories. I know a lot of you are very good at this, but I think some of us need to share a little more sometimes. I've noticed, especially when I tour and I talk about that apartment from 10 years ago, people are like, oh my God, it was only 10 years ago. You know, or if I talk about the 300, the more I talk about $300, the more I talk about still being uncomfortable spending money because I know what it's like to have nothing, the more you connect. And so I love that that is really what our team culture is to begin with. Um, And it is what Melissa just said. Of course, everybody loves the underdog. So discussing success, what does it mean? What does it mean for your team? How does it feel? What does it look like? And I think if you really get into that, how does it feel? Especially for those of you who are not necessarily the visionaries, right? The ones who have a hard time visualizing the things you want. I think that can really start to help you really feeling instead of thinking, right? Kind of getting out of your head and into that. Okay. Um, the next thing that, that I think drives our culture so much, I was just scribbling notes. So hopefully all this makes sense is setting those goals, right? Working closely with our teams to identify individual goals that they want to pursue and then making sure we are really getting in there, right? Like, do we know who is trying to hit MVP this month? You know, and not just because everyone's supposed to try to hit MVP, but like who is trying to hit MVP this month? Who is going for GoPro? Who is going for rank two? Who are those rank ones? I love that Roberto, he said, you know, we celebrate every rank one 
in Mexico because it's a big deal. And I thought to myself, well, it's a big deal for us too. We just don't celebrate it. But in Mexico, when you're dealing with a third world economy, right? A rank one, I mean, that's actual life-changing income. And so I want you to really think about that, setting those goals, letting them set their goals, then driving them towards their goals, I think will create that culture that we're looking for. And again, going back to tip one, which is just remembering remembering that everybody does really matter, okay? The next thing, and um, I, you know, I really want to do this. Actually, I would love to brainstorm maybe in um, the champ group or something like that around this. But I heard a training, oh God, two or three years ago when they were saying to pick like four or five words that define, like they're your core values. And so I would love to figure out what our team's core values are, because I think they're probably pretty obvious if we just laid it all out and we kind of had that discussion. But if we have core values that our entire team, specifically our champs, right? Like all of you guys, what are our core values? What do we believe are of utmost importance? What do we at our core operate from? Because then you can start to, you can start to outline everything. You can say, okay, this is part of our core values. This is how we will handle the situation. Okay. This is not aligned with our core values. This cannot be. Um, and it's really interesting because I think that also helps with a training I did. I don't know when everything's blurring together, but I was talking about something along the lines of, um, like we don't want to recruit everybody. Right. And I think sometimes we get in that mindset where it's like, Oh, I want to recruit, 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 recruit. It's like, but are they actually aligned with who you are and what you're trying to build? Because it's very easy to let a demon creep in for, and I am so guilty of this. Oh my God. Like for those of you who were in our last company, okay. I let a demon get in and I edified the demon and I let the demon know she was so great and she was just so amazing. And oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I almost like stopped paying attention to the people that were not demons. And I let it kind of take over. I don't really see nodding, but I think it's because your, your, your cameras are frozen. But some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it started to spill over into the culture. And so, you know, and I love, you know, when Kayla was very transparent and open on her rank seven Zoom, like there was a demon that got let in because it was like, oh, she's got all this potential and oh, she could be so good and oh, she could be this and that. And Kayla and I had a conversation through voice message before she ever recruited her. And I said, I mean, I'm just telling you it's a mistake. Like, I'm just letting you know, she is so, so toxic. And I told her the situation, Melissa and I chatted about the situation. And I mean, it all happened the the way it was supposed to. Like now, obviously Kayla is just this unstoppable monster. It's in a good monster, not like a bad monster, like a monster's ink. Okay. Uh, but like she turned into, she's turned into this monster because of it. So like everything happened for a reason, but I think it's important to remember that if you, if we discuss what our core values are, if we abide by our core values, and we, we make them of the utmost importance. <laughs> well, monsters think are like the cute little monsters, okay? Like, it's like a little Sully, okay? Uh, but, uh, but like, Kayla can't be Sully, because Sully's, Sully's a little bit on the big side, okay? Kayla's on the tiny side. All right, so whatever the little one with the eyeball, that's the one, okay? What's that guy's name? All right, but anyway. <laughs> um, and then if you recruit from that same place of value. And if you sell uh, from that same place of value, then I think that we can create, we can continue to cultivate and keep that really positive team culture. Okay, the next one, very obvious, but respect. 
right? Continue to build culture in your organization where everybody's treated equally, where you hear everyone out. Um, you know, there was a conversation just last week. Uh, I think it was last week, Lizbeth. I don't know, two weeks ago, it's all blurring together. But I had to have a conversation with Lizbeth um, because somebody came to me with one side of the story. And instead of, you know, attacking, I said, okay, like, hold on a second. Let me hear this side of the story. And then somewhere in the middle, I made the leadership decision of what the right thing to do was, right? And it's just out of respect. It's just because if we're building and everybody's treated equally, then just because Lizbeth is a champ doesn't make her right. Or maybe, maybe, you know, I mean, like in general, I could say, Mar- you know, Marsha could come with me to me with an issue and Lindy could come to me with the same issue. It could be two totally separate stories. And I'll be like, wait a minute. Okay, let me find the, the truth somewhere in the middle. But that's just out of respect. And then respect also being how we speak to each other, how we how we how and I mean I've got to tell you guys I'm like obsessed with the way the chat's been going I I keep reading it and I love how silly you guys are being and the friendships that are obviously being cultivated it makes my heart really happy that is part of respect though that's part of saying you know we're different but that's what makes us so strong and I know I've said this point like a thousand times over the last month but it's like when somebody asks me who's the champ you would want there's not an answer Right. And I say that to all of you because I know sometimes it's just natural to compare yourself. It's natural to say, oh, my God, but Brittany's this. Oh, my God, Mimi's so good at that. Oh, my God, but Jamie Lynn and blah, 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 blah. Well, what about Jenny Lynn and her la, 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 la. Like, it's so easy to do those things. But if we have a culture where it's like we literally all need each other. Like we need Luna, just like we need Annalie. We need Amanda Hodge-Mahalis, just like we need Katie Van Gogh. Like we need every single individual person. That's what makes us so strong. That ends up being the culture of respect. That ends up being, um, you know, where you can have a courageous conversation. I love calling it that. Like I want, I, I want the whole world to call the com- hard conversations, courageous conversations. But like, that's where you can start having those courageous conversations because it's like, hey, we're disagreeing, but like, I love you, right? Hey, like, right now I don't really like you but I still love you like there's times for sure that Brittany does not like me okay but she loves me because she knows I respect her and she respects me right there's times that I piss Brooke off for sure she doesn't really say it but like I can tell you know what I mean like but (laughs) but there's still respect and love there and I think if you continue to have that culture especially at the core of your leadership as you look at your rank threes fours fives sixes for some of you sevens even for some of you if you continue to have that respect and understand everybody has differences, it doesn't make you right, doesn't make them right, the truth is somewhere in the middle, I think that you can continue to lead from a place where um, where you keep that stable ground, right? Where you can be very proud of what you're creating. Does that Does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? Like, my whole point being, what makes this so strong is that we are different, right? It's that Shauna can message me and call me on my crap if she needs to, or, or Stephanie can do it and and I'm not going to get pissed off. Right. Um, those kinds of conversations are so important when it comes to leadership because it allows you to grow and step into who you, who you really want to be. But if there's not that two way street of respect, it's, you know, it's, it's just harder. Okay. Uh, the next tip I have written down is that, uh, is just responsibility. You know, if you want to have a positive team culture, accept the role as the leader, right? And understand the responsibility and the weight that that carries, right? Um, And that can be a hard one for sure when it comes to team culture, understanding to complain up, not complain down, understanding the kinds of conversations you can have with your, with your downline, understanding the kinds of activities. Like if you've ever been to Italy, it's kind of a drunk fest. Okay. Like I'm just gonna, but it's, it's different. Like they don't, 
how can I, like they were, <laughs> I, I, we're really close to a military base and they were talking about how like, God, the Americans are insane. Like they take shots, 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 shots. They get blacked out drunk, blah, blah, blah. Italians don't do that. They just like wake up and then there's like wine with breakfast. So they're a little, little bit buzzed and then they're good. And they're sober again. And they have like a, what do they call it? Aperitivo or something like that in the afternoon. Like very important to have happy hours. So they get a little drunk again. They sober up again. And then they get drunk again at night because it's like wine time. It's vino. You know, it's like constant. Like it's just a big part of their culture, right? So like obviously it's been a constant like Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee. You know, understanding what is appropriate with your downline and understanding well hold on a second maybe we shouldn't be the drunk mess express even though we're in Italy right those kinds of things or maybe you don't dance like that or maybe like at least you know and I understand this is kind of like a situational thing that I'm talking about but it's so important that we accept the role of responsibility that creates the positive team culture um I will tell you I think it's very obvious but I'm doing a lot more things here than I usually do but that also was because of responsibility. Does that make sense? Like, it's my responsibility to actually bond with these people, right? And so if I'm the person who's on a boat who's like, I don't want to get my hair wet. You know, I can't, I mean, it's my responsibility as the leader to have those conversations. It's my responsibility as the leader to have the talks about the relationships with them and have the, the conversations about the family. It's my responsibility to grill with them. It's my responsibility to sit there until five in the morning every night. Oh, I'm not exaggerating. Okay. Because they want to talk and they want to bond and they want to get to know me. Right. And it's been actually really cool because a lot of you know, Jesse Lee, Right like not boss Lee, right? They only ever saw boss Lee from the trainings, right? And one of Marco Piazza, some of you know him. I know Jenny knows him, um, but Piazza, let's go. <laughs> uh, Lizbeth knows him as well because she came down. But um, Piazza, let's go. He was crying the other day. And I mean, he's emotional. A lot of them are emotional. I love it. They're very in touch with their emotions, the men here. It's like very healthy. I love it. Um, but he was crying and he just said, like, I feel so blessed because you've given us Jesse Lee. Like, we all kind of thought it was going to be boss Lee the whole time. And you've spent time giving us Jesse Lee. And so I want you to think about ways that sometimes you can be the leader, of course. But you can also show them that side of you that keeps you human. And I think sometimes I've been a pretty crappy leader at doing that, to be just totally honest and transparent with all of you. I think I'm really good at being bossly, um, but I'm understanding more and more as time goes on, especially over these last couple of weeks here, the importance of letting you know I'm human as well, right? Letting you know when my feelings are hurt or letting you know when I'm really tired or letting you know when whatever is going on in my life instead of just saving it for select people, allowing your team to not see you be like a disaster, but letting you have that fun. Like Lizbeth didn't even really get trained when she was down here because it was so crazy. Like we were doing so many different things. It was all over the place. But she still got to see Jesse Lee. She got to see the human side. She, we got to sit on a couch. I had a like girlfriend. I mean, honestly, it was like a girlfriend conversation. We just like, we talked like we were friends for 15 years. And like for me, I know she didn't get skill-based training, but it was also at the same time, like that is so important. It's so important that she knows she can have conversations with me. It's so important she knows she can talk to me about oh my god Alicia about what's going on in her life just like I shared some things that are going on in my life and so sometimes this high wall of like being the tough 
girl or guy, whoever's on here is not always your strongest leadership position. Um, by the way, if you have not yet filled out that, um, I just thought about it cause I, I don't know why I just thought about it actually. Um, if you have not yet filled out a, um, an Amazon wish list and put it in that document, please get that done. Cause I've just been buying a bunch of you random gifts that are showing up at your houses. Uh, so if you just want to fill that out, that would be great. Um, like throughout the day, I'm like, whenever I have like a minute, I'm like, Oh my God, the champs are keeping my life together. Let me buy them something. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, just fill it out. I'd appreciate it. I'm still watching, you know, Instagram stories and stuff, getting like gift ideas and, and, and whatever else. But, um, I hope you know how much I appreciate what you guys are doing. I, I don't I don't know if it feels much different when I'm here for you. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what it feels like to you because I feel like I'm running on the same hours pretty much. Uh, but just like, I mean, you know I'm a million miles away. So even if it doesn't feel physically distanced for you, I'm, I'm just saying. So anyway, um, the next tip for a positive team culture is commitment. And like, I love that I can always depend on the same people as an example to be on this call. Right. I love that last night I knew I could text Megan George and say, can you please run the Mexico Zoom? I just can't stay up until six in the morning. Like if you can please do it, um, that would be amazing for me. Like I love the commitment of every single one of you on here, because if you are committed to your teams, if you're committed to training, if you're committed to learning, if you're committed to growing, if you're committed to building your business, you can take over the world. Right. There has to be some kind of motivation. Right. And so I know the people that are motivated in this business. It's not to say you have to be like a crazy person and work a thousand hours a day. I'm just saying I can you can you can tell when somebody's committed. Right. I think we can all agree with this. You can tell when somebody's in it to win it. You can tell when somebody is um, really focused on their next goal. Like and it's interesting because, of course, you can watch it in the numbers right? It's just a reflection of it. But then also sometimes we go through seasons of our life where it doesn't always reflect in the numbers. And so it's really cool to see the people who maybe they aren't exploding as fast as other people are, though you all are doing great, by the way, obviously, where they still show up. That to me is a sign of proper culture, proper leadership, right? Proper growth. I love that. Like I'm, I know you guys know this. I'm always paying attention <laughs> to everything. I uh, freaked out this Italian. He's a he's a big, huge. Um, he owns like uh, he does hair transplant things, um, which is probably very popular over here because they're very like uh, like pretty. I don't want I don't know pretty boys here. I don't know I don't know what to call it. Italians are very like into their appearance. Um, but he's a super successful entrepreneur, and I met him for the first time maybe ten days ago, and. Um, just like a short conversation. He doesn't really speak English. It was like maybe, I don't know, like a five, 10 minute conversation. And today we were having a talk and I was just discussing with him. I'm like, oh yeah, like, what are you into? What do you like? And he said, he said, you know, he's got a very thick accent, of course, because he hardly speaks English, but he goes, he said, Harley. It didn't sound like that though. It sounded like, Hall, I don't even know. <laughs> okay. And I said, oh, like your lighter, your fire. Um, and he's like, he kind of gave me a look like, what? I said, yeah, like you're, you're lit fire, fire, you're lighter. And he's like, do you see everything? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And he pulled out of his pocket. His lighter had Harley Davidson on it. He's like, I said, he's like, why you have such a good memory you have such a good memory. I'm like, I know, but it's because I pay attention. So if you're committed, it's easier to pay attention is really my only point in saying that. And so the more committed you are, it's why I know gifts you guys want. It's why I don't forget your stories. It's why I know, you know, whether it's genders of babies or partners names or, you know, whatever it is, it's because it's a level of commitment to each of your lives and your businesses. Um, and I just want you to think about the people in your teams. How can you commit to each of them? Right. And it doesn't have to be as, as, 
crazy or anything like that. Um, but just knowing the things that are, um, going on in people's lives, I think is really important. And that just shows true commitment. Okay. Um, and right along the lines of that is, uh, continually, continually, continually developing, I think is a great way to continue to build your culture. Um, and the reason I say that is because, and again, it's funny because it's just my normal life. I don't think anything about it, but me taking the time, I'm always doing something right. Like I'm always listening to a podcast while I'm here, or if they're chattering away, clearly not talking about business and they're just chit chatting in Italian, then I'm reading right? Like the champs, you know, not like in front of guests or anything like that, but I'm, I'm constantly learning. And somebody said, um, I don't know, I think it was maybe Lucone. He said something like, God, you're like, you do that. You're so disciplined. Like you do that all the time. And I said, well, it's important to the culture of the team, which is why I wrote it down for this training, right? It's important to the culture of the team that the leader has something to talk about every single time she's supposed to train you. Right? Like, I mean, it drives me nuts when I get on calls that are supposed to be leadership calls and it's like, where's the cream filling, right? Like, I mean, I came here to learn. I came here to grow. I came here to develop. I want to learn new skill sets. And so as the leaders of all your organizations, I want you to have the cream filling, right? I want you to have like, where's the beef? Like, I want you to be able to share with people. It's so important because it also evolves your culture into what you want it to be. I just read an entire, um, you know, I tore through it. I've read it twice now. This leadership book, this Disney leadership book. I love it. It's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to shift our team culture because I learned so much from it. This optimism book that I, that I finished this chasing the bright side. So powerful. Um, I, I, um, I recommended a book to Kayla Han, daring greatly Brene Brown's new book. I saw her read it as well. Like so good. These kinds of things allow me to, (laughs) wow, Brittany, these kinds of things. I saw 69 today, by the way, again, and thought of you. Um, but anyway, so, uh, but, uh, at any rate, like these kinds of things that helps you drive your culture. And so check yourself a little bit, right? Sometimes when you're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to develop. I don't know what's going on with my team. I think sometimes all you need to do is learn a little more. All you need to do is develop a little more. Take something I say on here, turn it into your own. I had a conversation with a really big trainer in Europe the other day. He wants to join our team. I I don't know if he will. It's not not Fraser, by the way, but I did call Fraser after because I was like, oh my God. Um, And we were having this conversation. He was just saying, you know, um, the trainer was saying, you know, people are always stealing my stuff. Like I'll go do a training. And then three days later, Ray steals it. Eric steals it. Everyone's stealing my training. And then I talked to Fraser about, about it. And he's like, it's like the highest compliment. Like I don't get pissed off. Like I love it. It's even better when it's in a different language. Cause I have no idea. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I literally don't care. He's so That is the highest compliment. If you find something on one of these trainings where you're like, yes, 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 yes. Go train it. Go make it yours. I'm not going to get offended. You know, the Italians were freaking out because, oh my God, the other Italian team stole the entire ad tag message group. They stole the posts. They stole the videos. They stole our doctor stuff. I said, good on them. You can take the group. You can't take the culture. You can't take the scripts. You can't take the magic. I don't care. It's a compliment. It's a compliment you want to duplicate the fastest growing team. I would too, right? I would too. And so if you can start looking at it from that perspective sometimes and understanding that what you're doing when you learn and you grow as you're developing your entire culture, 
then you put yourself in a position of power, right? So are you committed to developing? I mean, I know every single one you want here is, but are you committed, right? When you have that free time in your day, can you stop, slow down and, and get work done, right? Can you stop and say, what am I, I'm like literally doing nothing right now. Can I at least put a podcast on? Can I at least put an audible on? Can I at least like, I don't know, read something for five minutes, just like put something in my brain instead of just scrolling and stopping, right? That continuous development will turn your team into a different culture, I promise you. Okay, um, the next thing I think we're really good at, and I don't even know how we can get better at it, but I'm sure we can because you can always get 1% better, right, is just praising people, right? I love that we have a culture on this team where it is so all-inclusive. Um, on this mastermind that Brittany, Jenny, and myself were part of yesterday, you know, they were. Ch- I was not on it because it was dinner time in Italy, 11 o'clock p.m., <laughs> We haven't eaten dinner yet. It's only 9.37. It's bright and early. Bright. Well, it's not bright, but it's early. <sighs> anyway, so <laughs> somebody get me more ketones. But anyway, um, and they were saying, you know, they're like trying to find different ways to like recognize people. They're like, oh, find different ways to, you know, don't just shout out the top recruiters. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh my God, we're the best at this. We are the best at seeing people where they are right? We don't need training on what reports to pull, right? We know what we need to talk about. We know where the business is. We know what we're doing, right? So we know how to recognize people properly, right? And so can we continue to do that? Can we continue to praise people? Something I used to really like doing, and I'm going to start doing it again, and maybe it's like a good little, God, this WhatsApp needs to be quiet. Hold on. I don't know where it is though. That's the problem. I think I have too many windows open, is making sure that we are, um, um, like I used to put hearts on people's walls. Do you guys remember when I would do this? I would like just put a random heart on like a leader's wall. And then you would see the hearts on people's timelines and people would be like, where's my heart? Where's my heart? Right? Like I, re- I remember I would get, get messages probably like from Courtney Shepard. She would definitely be someone who would do this. Like, where's my heart at? All right, Jen Thomas, it's coming. Right? But people want to be seen. People want to be praised and recognized. And even those little things like a heart on a wall or a text message or a message of gratitude or utilizing your pulse app to make sure you're texting promotions, right? Letting people know they're seen all these little things. I know it can, I know it takes extra time, but I'm just telling you those little tiny nuances in your day, take your business to that next level. They grow your business when you do those things because people are dying to be seen, right? So many people go to a job five days a week, they work their butts off and nobody ever says, thank you. Nobody ever says that they're appreciated. Nobody ever looks at them and says, Hey, I value you. And so people are, people are looking for that, right? People are looking for that in our, in our business. And so how can we make sure we're praising people and making sure they're seen even in little things? Like did somebody start your zoom? Cause you were two minutes late, right? Oh, did we lose audio? Are you guys okay? Um, well you're driving Shauna, I think. So Um, Did somebody do you a favor? Did somebody show up for you in some kind of way? Um, Did somebody do, I don't know, like cover a call for you? What are little things like this that we can make sure people feel appreciated for, right? And just giving people that recognition that they deserve for what they've done, okay? Um, My next tip is to make sure you lead by example. And I know this is something this group is so, so good at, right? But make sure that you in your team have several, I love this about our team, several role models that people can look up to. And I think we have that right? I know we have that. I know I don't have to run calls. I know I could let you run calls a lot of the time. Yesterday, I said it actually on, um, on the Europe call. I was like, I was this close to, because I knew, I knew what topic they wanted. I was this close to being like, Kayla, this is a really good Kayla topic. Can 
you please cover the call? (laughs) And I was like, no, I need to show up. I need to show up. I need to show up. But how many times can you let other people be seen to? And I think that's something we're really, really good at on this team, again, is letting people step into their greatness, letting, you know, highlighting. I mean, and it's funny because I do a lot of this behind your backs, like assuming it'll get back to you eventually. But like, I talk about Leanne all the time because she's like, she's so perfect at so many things. I'm always like talking about her behind her back because she also sent an email to a Norwegian the other day. And I was just like, oh yeah, she's the best. You should get to know her. Like having all of these little tiny conversations like that behind people's back. It's interesting what happens when you don't necessarily compliment somebody and you let the compliment get back to them. Does that make sense? That's one of the most powerful ways to receive a compliment from what I've experienced. Okay. But leading by example. So people know what you're doing. I think it's really important that we as leaders hit that MVP multiplier. I think it's important that we as leaders get on the training calls and then show people the secret champ zooms, you know? Like how many of you, when you post those, you get messages? I get so many messages like, I can't wait to be on those. Um, Really cool takeaway from Brittany, I think it was last week, was she sent a photo of this to her, like, I don't know what chat it is, maybe like rank threes and above, and was like, can't wait to have you on the secret champ zooms. da, 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 da. Because you never know what's motivating people. I'll never forget when Stephanie Holbin saw the um, saw the champ wall. When I put the champ wall up and she was pissed. Because she, she dropped for like a month from champ. And she's like, that's BS. I'm going to get back on that freaking wall. Like you don't know what's going to motivate somebody. And so making sure that you are consistently doing Things to find out what motivates somebody is one of the strongest things you can do, but only if you're leading by example. So letting the team know when you hit MVP multiplier, letting the team know, you know, when you get a recruit too, letting the team know when you get a new customer, right? Showing them that you're setting the pace. That's so important to people. And I think sometimes we might think, oh gosh, is that bragging? I don't think so. I think it's when you, I think it pushes. I think it pushes people in a good way. Um, and again, you can lead in multiple different ways, you know, kind of finding that middle ground that's, that's a, um, comfortable is not the right word, but where you don't feel like you're being a big braggart or anything like that, but you also let them know, Hey guys, just an update. Want to let you, know, I'm still working today as well. Um, you know, sold X, Y, Z did these things. These are my numbers, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, the next thing I think is so important and I think we're really great at this is just patience. Okay. Understanding the patience, the patience, the patience, and that's patience with yourself, giving yourself grace. And that's also patience with people. And again, that's one of the things I wrote down because I think our team is so beautiful at this. I think our team has just such a good loving culture where we're, we're calm right? We understand not everybody's going to join and hit rank six in six months or whatever it is. We understand people are running their race and loving them where they are. And then teaching them that grace and that kindness for themselves, teaching people, Hey, there are seasons of your life right now. Maybe it's not rank seven season for you, but it's coming. Like I was obsessed with Brittany's, um, um, I was obsessed with Brittany's rank eight zoom when she said we could have hit rank eight a year ago, but we couldn't have sustained it. Like I love statements like that because it it tells me that she understands the race she's running and the patience that comes or the virtue that comes with patience, right? Because I mean, I kind of had this epiphany, obviously, like, of course I want legend, 
Like, who the hell? Like, what? Like, yeah, look, now, now you're making noise, buddy. Uh, but anyway, like, of course I want Legend. I've wanted Legend since the day we joined in, in, in Prove It, right? And it's taken so much of me being like, this is a process. It will come. And then now as we obviously, I can't even say inch closer, like we're, we're, we're like in a jet plane going towards Legend. It's kind of like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like right now it's better because it's exactly like Curtis said it was going to be it's this process now where it's like okay who's going to be the first rank 10 you we literally don't know like there's too many people that are rising so quickly so how yeah how many times can we hit legend right is basically becoming the conversation it's not going to be oh we hit it one month there's the title of the empire being legend and then oh we drop rank oh whatever maybe next time oh we'll get back to it in two years three years whatever it's this consistent growth but it took patience and so for those of you especially who maybe your journey's a little frustrating maybe your journey's a little like oh my gosh i just want to hit the rank like let's go oh my god i missed it by ten thousand points whatever it is is think not only about yourself but I want you to think in the culture of your team and those people that are pushing and scratching and clawing for rank two right they are just as frustrated as all of us are in their own journey to whatever their goal is right and so understand the patience with that process and give them grace as and yourself too. give yourself grace give those team members grace and understand how to guide them and coach them um and i think we're really good at this like i said without shoving them and pushing them into discomfort okay and then the uh i guess probably maybe my final tip i don't know if you want to build a beautiful team culture like i know you all do hold on i'll turn my camera off again it seems like my internet's kind of laggy is communicate and i think okay this is driving me nuts i don't even know where that noise is coming from i mean like i know it's whatsapp but i don't see a whatsapp tab anywhere um is communicate 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 over communicate and then over communicate some more and i think this just goes um into the conversation where i just think it's so um unbelievably important that you ask questions that you listen, right? That you make sure you're communicating effectively with people on the team and understanding people need to be spoken to differently a lot of the time, right? People have different communication styles. People have different ways of learning. People have different ways of feeling love and appreciation. Um, you know, and that goes into knowing so many things about your team. Can you, that's why I want you guys to do the Amazon wish lists, right? Cause it's like, I want everybody to know that I appreciate them, right? And in, in a way that they need to be appreciated. I can't physically touch you guys right now, right? And for me, that sucks because I'm physical touch. I need to be touched, right? But like making sure you, I don't know what the right word is. I was joking around earlier, but I'm like love bombing people. Like send the love messages, send the love notes, spend the quality time with people, spend the, spend the, you know, give it, do an acts of service. You know, the best act of service for those of you who don't know is, is, um, is, is building your business a lot of the time right? Like if my love, like, like, okay, think in your downline, right? Think of your team. If somebody, if you are access service, if that's your love language and somebody works hard, do you ever notice you're like, oh my God, I love them. It's just cause it's your love language, right? It's cause it's your love language. You appreciate it cause you feel like they're doing work for you, right? And so understanding each of those different individual languages of love in your business and communicating it effectively is so, so powerful. And so I suggest we as leaders ask better questions, ask right questions, communicate effectively with everybody, um, and understand sometimes that's going to be a phone call. 
Sometimes that's going to be a text message. Sometimes that's going to be a FaceTime with Jamie Lynn, right? Um, I said the best thing for acts of service, if you are somebody who's acts of service, you're probably, you've probably noticed that you feel a lot of love when somebody on your team works very hard. And it's not from a monetary standpoint. It's because you feel appreciated. It's because you feel like your hard work is being appreciated. You're feeling like your leadership is appreciated because they're working. That's just acts of service. Just so you know, that's all that is. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just so you know. So I feel like we have the best culture that network marketing ever saw (laughs) for sure. Um, and I feel like those are some really great tips that you guys can take into your business. However, that seems effective most for you. And you can definitely lead yourselves to whatever, um, achievements and goals you are looking for. Cause ultimately I think what most people are looking for in these days is just that love. They're looking for love. They're looking for light and they're looking for appreciation. So, um, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to touch base with Jenny and Courtney and Sydney about Lil Wooka Lee. Uh, but I love you guys so much. I appreciate you. I will find out details on when the, um, when the, uh, I have to stop 